This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Good morning, everyone. Kirk Sumner here, NSPS Radio Hour. Thanks for joining us again today. Uh, I, I have to start by saying that sometimes people ask us when we are doing our spring meeting and recently our a little conference that we've had with it, people will say, why are we doing that conference? I thought we got out of the conference business. Well, one of the benefits of doing the conference is that I get to meet people like our guests today, who I might not have ever met otherwise, and who has some interesting information that he's going to, he and his folks are going to share with us during the conference, but we're going to share some of it today on the radio show. So I have with me today Jesse Biter, who's, I believe, a principal at a company called Prop Logics. Am I correct, Jesse? That is correct, yes. And for the listeners, PropLogix is spelled P-R-O-P-L-O-G-I-X. So if you decide to go to the website, make sure you put that last P in. (laughs) Or you'll go to some other website that won't make any sense at all with regard to our conversation (laughs) this morning. So... Yeah, but, that, that uh, second P gets dropped on occasion. So yeah, uh, I, I did it myself this morning, so I, I know how that works. But I do appreciate you joining me today, Jesse, because um, part of what you guys are doing, of course, has an impact on and uh, depends to some degree on surveyors. And for the most part, our listeners are professional surveyors from around the country because all of our audience knows uh, that we are uh, a national society of professional surveyors with about seventeen thousand licensed professional surveyors around the country. One thing you may not know, though, Jesse, is that with that 17,000 membership, which is really a compilation of the members in the respective state societies as well, we have 48 of the states in the District of Columbia within this membership program we have. And we have some members in California and Arkansas, but we don't have their entire state society membership. So that's what makes up all of our, our membership across the country. So it's probably safe to say that within the 50 state surveying societies plus the District of Columbia, we're capturing in an association of some level about half of the licensed professional surveyors in the country. So okay. a, a much broader audience, mathematically, we're not really sure where that audience is in reality because of the <laughs> average age of the surveyor. All of our listeners know the average age of the licensed surveyor in the country is about 57, 58 years old. So, but most of us who are past that age, although we may not be practicing, don't give up our licenses easily. We work too hard to get them, so we hang on to them. So it's it's hard for us to know what that real number is in terms of actual practitioners these days because there are so many people that are really past retirement age um, who fall within that overall number that shows up on the respective licensing board roles. You know, people will be on there. And I use myself as an example. I'm licensed in Virginia and Maryland. I just recently retired my Maryland license because I don't really do work in Maryland anymore. And it saves me continuing education expenses and all those kind of things. And I'm sure there are a lot of people like me. So we believe sure. we've got a good percentage of the of the uh, actual practitioners. And another thing that may may be of interest to PropLogics is that among our, our membership in increasing numbers, is a group we're referring to as the Young Surveyors Network within our organization. And that's where our next le- our next group of leaders is coming from. So it's really important to keep them 
very much engaged in what's going on and to get them integrated into our actual governance structure so that all those decisions aren't being made by old people like me. So as, <laughs> as, as you guys continue to work with our profession, um, I, I'm really glad we were able to make this connection because uh, being able to have our people understand what you're doing and then getting a way for you to realize who they are and where they might be and how many there are and those kind of things, I think will probably be of some benefit to you guys. Yeah, well, that, that's the plan. It's interesting. We started in Florida, and um, you know, we recently got into surveys about a little over a year ago. And and in Florida, it's a struggle for title agents uh, that are representing buyers and sellers in a home transaction to find a surveyor because uh, some have the ones they use all the time, and, and maybe it's a little easier for them. But in a lot of cases, and what we were hearing is that it's just there's just surveyors are retiring and there's not enough surveyors to do the work that's that's required down here. In fact, the uh, University of Florida uh, started a, a program to give degrees to students that want to go into this field, which I think is great. And uh, just like we're seeing a lot of other industries as, as people retire, and, and they're not the celebrated jobs that uh, they once were, it's tough to find uh, people to, to do the work. So what we started building is the network of surveyors so that we can help not only educate buyers and sellers or mostly buyers on the need of, of getting a survey when they purchase property, but uh, also to make the process of ordering a survey easier for title agents or for home buyers so that uh, more people do it. Uh, and that, that's been our focus. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, again, our audience is fully aware of this, but um, just this may be of some assistance to you moving forward. Um, one of the reasons that we're seeing, or we think one of the reasons we're seeing fewer licensees over the last 20 years or so, um, the states respectively, and, and state laws are all specific, there is no universal license. So I, I mentioned earlier that I'm licensed in Virginia and Maryland. That means that I've met their requirements for licensure, but that doesn't qualify to be a survey anywhere else. I can't survey in the District of Columbia because I'm not licensed there. And and that's true as it relates really to what you all are doing. It's not. There are some surveying activities that are sort of generic, um, and although um, state licensing laws try to encapsulate all of them, there are some things that, that surveyors could do outside of the, the definition of land boundaries and other related activities that you would might not have to be licensed to do, and, and some of those activities are taken care of by care of by county government surveyors or state government surveyors or federal government surveyors. But when it comes to the real property solutions, then that's where the licenses are, re are required. And so as those laws have changed over the last 20 years or so, requiring higher levels of education, a lot to do with technology that you need to understand and those types of things, um, you're right. The replacement of the, the folks who are retiring um, is having some issues. We, we're hopeful that that's changing. And like Florida, there are a lot of other states that now have a program in place for uh, four-year degree license, uh, four-year degree programs leading toward licensure in surveying. So we hope sure. to, we'll yeah. be, hope we'll be able to fill those roles. But you're certainly correct that. <laughs> 
sometimes it's hard to find us. Yeah. Well, I would love to get your opinion on something that we've run into, and it's it's and we're we're avoiding because we we feel it's it's not the proper way to to do a survey. But they they hire these survey companies. Some survey companies will hire unlicensed surveyors to do the work, and then a licensed surveyor will just kind of rubber stamp. You know all the different surveys that come back from all over the state, and they're sitting in an office somewhere hundreds of miles from the property and, and rubber stamping. And we're doing our best and, and successfully, but finding surveyors that are licensed that are actually doing the actual work. I, I would certainly suggest that you continue that practice because <laughs> uh, it's it's really not legal. Uh, it's not within the realm of the surveyor to be able to sign the work that someone else has done who was not under their direct supervision. And direct supervision doesn't mean that you sit in an office somewhere and and have people that maybe don't even work for you on a regular basis that you just hired um, survey crews like you were talking about to go out and do a bunch of work and then send you the information. The surveyor is really tasked with being a a part of that. Now, that doesn't mean that the surveyor is always going to go out and do all of the field work and gather all the data, but the surveyor is required to be in responsible charge of that work and interact with those people that are under his employ to do that work. Um, so, for example, if you're looking for a surveyor in, an, in another state and you knew a surveyor in your state, that surveyor may know another licensed professional in the other state that they could send you to. But just having groups of people who hire themselves out to do work on a, I guess on some kind of a contract basis with a surveyor someplace, and then they just send the work to that person without that person ever ever, ever actually having been directly involved in the survey, um, I think you'd find most state licensing boards frown on that pretty heavily. Yeah, yeah, so that's, you know, we're, we're getting our arms around all of this, and, and like most uh, entrepreneurs, we find a problem, and, and we set out to solve it, and that's what we realized over a year ago when our title agents were struggling to uh, order surveys here in the state, and, and as we built this program out, we start, and we went outside of Florida, we learned every state is so different, and, and really we were able to identify about 14 states where it's common practice to order a survey uh, on a property uh, when, you're, when you're purchasing property, but a lot of states it's not common practice, and the law is not any different that, you know, it still makes sense to do your due diligence, but just it's just not the way it's done. So uh, that's a goal that we're setting out to change nationwide, so we hope that, uh, you know, surveyors in all 50 states will see a, a big uptick in business, uh, especially as it pertains to residential purchases. So that's, uh, uh, that's you know, again, one of our goals, uh, our two main goals, educate and, and make the process easy. So uh, that's and what we're setting up to do. But I was just going to say, what you'll find in those situations where you said the, the, the practices are, are different, um, the the attention to those practices from the surveying community itself are pretty uniform. Surveyors recognize the need for that service. The people who are procuring that service, however, from state to state don't necessarily um, value the the survey itself, and so they find other ways to get around the, 
what's typically referred to as the survey exception. Um, and so it is not, it isn't commonplace, I guess I should say, in a lot of states where people who are making those decisions, whether it's realtors or attorneys or title agents or whoever's involved in the transaction, uh, they'll oftentimes try to find a way to avoid getting the survey done. And we're half a minute away from our first break, and maybe when we come back I can talk with you a little bit about what drives those decisions, and maybe you already know what drives those decisions, but <laughs> when when the decision is made that, no, let's don't hire the surveyor for this reason or the other, um, it's usually related to um, expediting things, and in our opinion, it has to do with postponing some of the things you need so far into the transaction that then you feel like it's going to take too much time to get it done. Um, yeah. So from our perspective, that's really the, the big issue, not the fact that that surveys are less valuable in certain places, but just from that. So let's go take that first break, and we'll be right back in a couple of minutes after some commercial messages. Got a Shonstead locator you're no longer using? Want to help a young surveying student? Donate it to an NSPS-recognized surveyor education program by shipping it at no cost to you to Shonstead. The factory will refurbish it to like new condition and send it on to a deserving institution. Pass your locator down the line and build on your surveyor legacy. Go to www.shonstead.com slash NSPS for details. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Sure of quick stakes with the eight utility colors. And did you know a hundred quick stakes only weighs ten pounds? Compare that to a hundred wooden stakes and the hassle of having to carry them. Parker Davis is also known in the surveying industry for their hammerless hub stakes. Easy to use and easy to find. Check us out at www.quickstake.com or for a sample, call 800-438-0387. Seanstedt Instrument Company has been making locating easier since 1953. First, with its yellow stick, the GA52CX, the industry standard for sensitivity. Then, the GA72CD, a shorter and more rugged version offering a magnetic polarity display and a battery and sensitivity indicator. And most recently, the GA92XT, built for portability. It retracts to fit in its holster and extends for one-handed operation and fingertip control. See them all at Seanstedt.com, that's S-C-H-O-N-S-T-E-D-T dot com. You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. As we're coming back into our second uh, segment with Jesse, actually we talked about the fact that you're, you're finding the differences from one locality or from state to state and Sometimes it is locality. Even in the same state, you'll see a, a certain group of, of other professionals will see their really value in getting surveys done, and other people won't. But obviously, you've done some research on this. What What are you guys finding? Uh, well, it's interesting to me. I mean, I'll tell you a quick little story, not to do with surveys, but I was watching Joel Osteen one day, and and uh, he was talking about 
his wife baking ham and they always cut the she always cuts the ends off the ham and he would never understand why and she was well that's just the way my grandmother did it and so they would always make the ham that way and then one day they had an opportunity to talk with his wife's grandmother and said why do you always cut the ends off the ham well you know it seems like a waste and she goes well when i was making it back in the day that was size my pan was it's the only way i could get the ham to fit in so you know it, 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 to me i, I actually heard that like, same show of joel Osteen, by the way <laughs> and i just i thought that was hysterical because to me it's what's happening is is people keep cutting the size off the ham because it's just the way they've been doing it for so long and um and, and in florida you know there's been so much i mean we obviously took the brunt of the downturn that uh everyone was trying to get away with something and people are getting put in jail left and right after coming through the 0809 and and you know it's buyer beware and so they do it here it's common practice and and as it is in some other states but what um what we think is just not happening in other states just because they haven't done it and in fact one state uh we talked to a title agent they said we don't do surveys here unless there's a problem well how do you know there's a problem unless you do a survey so <laughs> exactly you know, it just doesn't <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense and um you know, and, and honestly, I think it comes down to education, which is why it's one of our main points. Is uh, your average buyer buys somewhere between three and five homes in their lifetime, and that's probably less so when you get out west and 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 some of these other towns. So, you know, I think when you don't buy homes very often, you don't know what to do, and you rely on your realtor. And and there are some fantastic realtors out there. I really I've met some experts, but I've met a lot of realtors who also they sell a few homes a year and they're not experts in the process. And you get to you know the title agents that are just trying to, you know, get through all their work and get everything done. The title agent doesn't get paid any more or any less if a survey gets done on a property. The title agent makes the same amount of money and same with the realtor. And their goal is to get to closing and get paid. So if it's not common practice to do a survey, why bring that risk into what is your ultimate payday? So that's the uh, that's the, the goal there is to not you know, to not bring anything in that's going to upset the transaction, get it done, and get paid. Yeah, and of course that that attitude itself, I think, is one of the things that that surveyors find objectionable um, because the the idea that the transaction needs to get done because the payday is coming. We certainly understand that we all want to get paid for for our work, but. The reason surveyors get licensed as professionals is protection of the public, yep. and and so from our perspective, every professional should be interested in protection, profession, uh, protection of the public, and in particular, protection of whoever their clients are, and whatever that means. And one of the things that is most important to anybody who's purchasing land is what did they buy. When you, you look yep. at the hierarchy of what people are concerned about in their life, uh, they're, they're concerned about their God, and I'll probably get thrown off there for saying that, but, <laughs> but they, their family, and then somewhere in the next two or three is land, you know, what they own, and, and they're interested yeah. in, in protecting those interests. And so from, from the surveyor's perspective, it's short-sighted to say, well, we can't take the time to get that done because it's going to slow down closing. Um, I, I've had this crazy idea recently and shared it with a few people that I think the real estate transactions may be turned upside down because 
oftentimes, or in most cases, the thought of getting a survey never occurs to anybody until somewhere near the end of the transaction. And maybe the purchaser isn't even aware that getting a survey is an option until they have to waive it when they're doing the checkoff. And so so maybe the the person who's making that decision, someone sometimes under duress about whether a survey should be provided, should be shifted back over to the person who's selling the property, who's actually the one who should, I'm going to use the word warrant, that's probably too strong a word, but that's the person who should be providing information to the buyer about the integrity of the boundaries, the property of their that they're buying, and and if that were the that's case, actually the case, I think in New York, I think we found that be. in New York. I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but um, uh, but yeah, that's um, I, I, I somewhat agree with you. Uh, but as you know, the the adage goes, I mean, buyer beware. The, from the beginning of time, uh, you, you want to make sure you're you're getting what you think you're getting, and uh, you know, there's a part of Purchasing a home, and, and for those of us in the business, it's just another transaction. But for the actual person buying a house, I mean, they don't want to hear that what they just fell in love with, and they've already decided which room the nursery's going in, is 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 not what they think it is. And it's you know, everyone gets excited and they want to get to close. And uh, there's something to be said about possibly advertising. You know, here's this beautiful house, and here are all the pictures. Oh, by the way, here's the survey that confirms you own the fence and you own the the addition and you own the the pool and the tree and everything you think you own. Um, you know, I, I definitely could see a, a case for that. Right, exactly. And um, again, part of the issue too now, it more, maybe more so than before, but years. All the years I've been a surveyor, a lot of the technology we have now, of course, didn't exist. But now uh, you can you can get GPS coordinates from your your wristwatch, uh, yeah, and and you can get the GPS coordinates from a GIS map from the local jurisdiction, and say, well, okay, I've got my little handy dandy watch here, and I've got these coordinates. I can just walk out here and show this person where their property corners are. Well, there's nothing further from the truth than that, because in most cases, those coordinates that come from the local GIS department aren't real ground-based coordinates. They're scaled coordinates out of some uh, database that was created in who knows what way, Uh, you know, superimposing Mm -hmm. a subdivision plat on a piece of land because it seems to fit, but that's not, you know, that's not reality. Uh, so I think that exacerbates the problem as well. That that people tend to think it's an an easy easier thing to do than it really is, and people end up getting bad advice because of that. I don't think it's intentional sure. necessarily, but it does happen. And then when they find out it isn't true, it creates a a problem. Well, one of the things I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to liability because mm-hmm. when you when when there's a problem somebody is liable and it's either malicious or not but somebody is liable for that mistake when you buy property you get title insurance and that title insurance is to protect you from you know everyone says this is going to be your house this is what you're going to own you're going to own to that corner and you're going to own that tree and that pool but you know you have title insurance to protect you in case that is wrong however if you don't get a survey uh, at least in the state of florida you're signing a what you mentioned uh, an exception and 
And so now you're not protected by the, the title insurance if there's an issue. And then where do you precisely. go? Precisely. And <laughs> that was the point precisely. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And then you go, okay, well, did the seller misrepresent it? Is the realtor liable? Is, uh, you know, did I just pay attention and now I'm the guy stuck holding the bag? So, you know, that's part of our education that we'll be sharing with uh, buyers and realtors. Again, I think I think there's a lot of good-hearted realtors that would do surveys had, you know, they known or if they knew how important they are so um we're going to be setting out a mission to to educate buyers and realtors about the process but of course it's the it's the cart and the horse we have to build our surveyor network up so when they say oh yeah i absolutely should get a survey they can click a button and get a survey and and part of it also is is uh is price i mean surveys in a lot of these states because they don't they're not used to just cranking them out and doing the the lot and block surveys they're very expensive and so nobody wants to spend six seven hundred bucks in florida you get a survey done for 295 dollars all day long so uh we know that if we can increase the business we can keep surveyors busy and it'll make more sense to either themselves or or create a department to go and, and hammer these out but that's why we're encouraging all surveyors to go to proplogics.com again with that extra p and, and sign up to be part of the network because um you know, if they meet our criteria, if they're licensed and they're the ones doing the surveys themselves or have a licensed crew member doing the survey and they have insurance and and uh, everything else, then, then we'll feel comfortable sending business their way and, uh, and and we'll build this network up by educating and making it easy. So, Yeah, that's another thing I'm sure you've probably realized or found out already when you talked about insurance. Um, many states do not require that a professional surveyor have professional liability insurance. So that's a good question to ask each and every time you're seeking someone to provide survey services is do you do you carry professional liability insurance because many don't. And uh, oh, yeah. So as you're as you're putting well, your that's together required for us. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, that's absolutely required for us because at the end of the day if we're going to be uh, creating relationships with surveyors and, and then recommending to our national clients and ultimately to buyers directly to click this button and all of a sudden you're going to you know start the process of getting a survey on your property and and then something falls through the cracks you know we want to make sure that that buyer is protected because you're not just when you buy a survey you're not just buying a piece of paper you're not just buying a rubber stamp you're not just even buying a survey you're buying insurance you're buying a peace of mind you're buying insurance as though you're buying title insurance because if they tell you you own something and then years down the road something someone proves that you don't someone messed up that surveyor is liable and, and that's why they have insurance so um so that's a big that's, part of the, that's why the certification the certification process exists you know surveyors sign a certification as to the reliability of the work they've done um and Again, that's depending on what the product is or what state you live in. That certification may not be a written one. You know, do you know what a ALTA NSPS land title survey is? I suppose you do. That's, that's do, a product. Yeah. That's a product that our organization and the American Land Title Association has had in place for over thirty years. Um, and there's a certification that one signs when all that work is done. But in reality. When a professional licensed surveyor puts the stamp and signs the stamp on the drawing, that's that's a certification that the work was done properly. Um, so you're right. When, when 
when that work comes back, that's what you're expecting to get. You're expecting that what's on this survey is a true representation of boundary lines and locations of things and whether they're encroachments and that kind of thing. So, and not just not, what was we, certified, but to whom it was certified, because that's, whom, a, that's the thing in Florida is, you know, that's don't have that to go to break. Valid. Sorry about that. Jesse, we're up on break again, so let's come back and talk about that in a minute. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. Quick Stakes. Does your survey supply dealer have Quick Stakes? If not, demand that they start carrying Quick Stakes. Did you know that Quick Stakes are better for your back than your local chiropractor? Lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden stake. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick Stakes, your back-friendly stake. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. And here's something new from Shonstedt. Did you know that Shonstedt has upped the ante on trade-ins? Now you can trade in any instrument, theirs or a competitor's, in any condition, working or not, and receive more in trade than ever before. Plus, they'll pay the freight both ways. Contact your local dealer for details or go to Shonstedt.com. That's S-C-H-O-N-S-T-E-D-T dot com. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Just as we were going to break and ran out of time, Jesse, you had, we were talking about the whole certification thing, and, and you brought up the the topic of certification to whom. So maybe maybe you can continue on with that. Well, sure. I mean, it's, um, I, know, I know it's different in every state, or in a lot of states they differ from each other, but... Um, uh, certainly in Florida, it's it's not just what's being uh, surveyed and certified, but to whom it is. And, uh, you know, we have uh, the lender, the title agent, the buyer, the underwriter. Uh, so they're all parties to the transaction, but they don't uh, necessarily flow to the new buyer uh, after the property sells, uh, which is why in Florida every transaction gets uh, a new survey or should get a new survey. And in a common practice, that's pretty typical what happens so that that certification is certain for transfer rather than assuming that it transfers that that, that makes sense correct do you correct. do you all do um any kind of workshops at all i mean i know over years i've been involved in a number of workshops i presented to varying groups whether it's realtor groups or title insurance groups or whatever the case is do you do anything like that, even for the surveyors you're you're looking to hire to say, hey, this is what we're trying to do, and we want to teach you more about it? Is there anything you've ever thought about doing? So our company started off as municipal lien searches, and, and as we uh, 
nailed that process down and started getting into other things like we do uh, HOA or stopples. Uh, we do uh, open permit searches. We do a lot of due diligence items to help title agents uh, through the process and to help buyers and to help realtors. And we, we do roadshows now. We educate uh, really realtors. We talk to realtors the most because, uh, you know, especially in Florida, they can use attorneys or they can just use title agents, and everyone can kind of do things a little different. So, so we do our best to educate them. With the survey network, uh, we're going to add that to our to our uh, road show as well uh, but what we really want to do is educate buyers so we've we've identified a way that we can find buyers as they're in the process of shopping for a home uh, before they're even under contract and start to educate them through targeting online but before we start to do that we want to make sure that we have a network of surveyors ready to go because the last thing we want to do is identify a problem and then send them out on our own to hire a surveyor who's not necessarily licensed or is not insured and 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 potentially make a problem worse so uh so our goal is to uh get the word out to surveyors that meet our standards to be part of the network and then uh as uh, we start the next step is to bring the, the the home purchasers the buyers into our system and then refer them out to the ones that we feel you know are vetted that meet our criteria so what is your process for identifying those those buyers that you're trying to educate? Uh, the process for the buyers is, uh, you know, we've got, we've identified where they're at. And it's actually before they're buyers, they're shoppers. So we have a plan to reach out to them while they're shopping for homes and, and educate them. On the same token, we'll be teaching the realtors, as we currently do, about the need for a survey. Uh, we're doing that in Florida now. Uh, but we will be going to different conferences that realtors attend nationwide to continue to educate them on the need for a survey. Yeah, I, the reason I was curious is uh, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm if I'm someone who's interested in buying a house, um, I'm not sure the first thing that would come to my mind is where do I go find somebody to help me be educated about what I need to do. I mean, I'm you know I'm thinking about well I'll talk to a realtor or whatever. So is is your connection to the potential buyer? Um, how do you identify them? Is that through well, there's, okay. folks or no? There's there's a couple ways. Uh, the easiest way is through the sites because what's the first thing you do? Okay, I want to buy a house. You go online. You go to realtor.com. You go to Zillow. You go to various other websites, and you start the search process. So right there, we can start to educate them. And a lot of those buyers will be um, signing up for the newsletters. Will be inquiring about a house. And when they inquire, they say, "Hey, I'm interested in this house." A lot of nowadays, a lot of buyers don't even get a, a buyer's realtor. That's how a lot of sellers end up being both sides of the transaction. So. When they inquire, we can insert ourselves in that process and say, hey, by the way, you just inquired on this house. Make sure that you get a survey. Uh, amongst other things, it will be a part of, of what we're going to offer buyers as a service because at the end of the day, we want to be everything due diligence to a buyer coming in and make sure a buyer is being protected. Um, so that's one part of it. And another part of it, and it gets more expensive, is just targeting uh, the broader public uh, with – our message and and that might be a few years down the road but right now we're we're going to be hyper focused on on hitting home shoppers right as they're in that process so or i mean i understand the certainly the benefit of what you guys are doing to 
uh, to me, for example, if I'm a home buyer. Um, I haven't been one now for close to 40 years, but nevertheless, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm looking for a, a, a place to hang out here in a few years. But certainly people in that category who aren't familiar with the process and all that kind of thing, and individual cl- uh, citizen buyers, do you assist other, like, um, corporations, or do they have their own mechanisms where they have their due diligence already set up? Like, you know, for example, if, if I, and this is a this is a, a way stretch, but like a, a Walmart or somebody who's looking for property somewhere, I, and I'm not saying they're the they're the, the client, but somebody who's more commercially based, do, do you service them as well? Yeah, we do. However, we found that commercial uh, buyers are more astute and will get a survey. So, so education is less critical with the commercial buyers. However, our network still helps them with the efficiency. So, so to understand our network, it's kind of like, and I hate to use it because I think the analogy is overused, but I, we liken it to Uber. Um, you know, Uber doesn't drive you around, but you go on the app. You type in where you are and where you want to go, and they'll find someone to do it for you. Uh, and, of course, before they can do that, they have to have the drivers in the network. That's what we're building. So uh, that's why we're encouraging surveyors to go to proplogics.com and, and, and sign up. Uh, however, uh, if they're on a lot and block, we try to have a standard price so that we can speed the process up and, and, and say, hey, only for – in Florida, two hundred ninety-five dollars, uh, you can get your your house surveyed and, and make sure you're buying what you think you're buying. Commercial is a little different because there's a lot of different um, nuances, as I'm sure you're aware, or everyone's aware, that go into commercial property, and and sometimes it's less work, and sometimes it's a lot more work. So, uh, in those cases, we put the bid out to the network, and we say, hey, this this potential, uh, or this this buyer is buying a property and needs a survey. Uh, here are all the details about it. Please uh, type in a you know a timeline and a price to do the work, and then we present those back to the buyer. Usually, after the first three come in, then we'll close it and send those back uh, to the buyer and let them select which surveyor they want to use. And and so this is all happening in Florida, and now we're rolling it out nationwide. Right now, are you seeing? And I understand um, you mentioned the whole subdivision thing, and and subdivisions are everywhere these days. But I was just curious. There are also a lot of just land parcels out there that people are buying, and this this is particularly true in in rural areas. Uh, I was going to say out west, but it's true here on the east coast as well, where sure. somebody owns, you know, maybe my property I owned back in the home county I grew up in, you know, my acreage there, and somebody wants to buy that acreage. Is is that part of the of the realm that you're into, or is it mostly tied to to developed properties? No, we, uh, we we actually do quite a bit of, of raw land. Even here in Florida, believe it or not, there's still uh, land that people haven't built on. But, um, uh, but yeah, that's absolutely part of the process. That tends to be more commercial. Uh, but, but me personally, I bought property in North Carolina, and it was mostly vacant. And uh, I told the realtor I wanted a survey. And she's like, you don't need a survey. I mean, it's, 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 I'm like, I want a survey. And lo and behold, we found stuff that uh, ended up I was getting a better deal than I thought I was getting. So it worked for my benefit. But, uh, you know, it's still, it's, uh, it was, you know, just interesting. After uh, learning, you know, more about the real estate industry that I've, you know, recently got involved in the last you know four years. It's you know it surprises me how different it can be from state to state. Oh, and and from 
from location to location within his state. Uh, I mean, where, 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 where's your land in North Carolina? Uh, Tryon, North Carolina. Uh, it's um, just um, south of Asheville, north of Greenville, kind of right on the border. My uh, my daughters are equestrian riders, and, oh, and there's see. a new facility there, and, and so there's nowhere to stay. So the only option is to bring an RV or to uh, buy some property. So that's what right. I did. Well, I, I always have to ask the question when people mention North Carolina because uh, I, w- I was born in North Carolina, and, and as my regular listeners know, uh, I was only born in North Carolina because there weren't any hospitals in the mountains of Virginia across the border where my parents lived. <laughs> so, but <laughs> but still, still a lot of my uh, my growing up and and uh, uh, experiences through life have been uh, in North Carolina. That, that's why I was curious. It's uh, North Carolina is a neat place. Definitely is. Definitely is. It's got uh, it still has the seasons, but it's still pretty warm year round. So we uh, we oh, actually yeah. enjoy going up there more than we thought we would. So. <laughs> Now, are you native to Florida? I am not. I am a uh, kind of like an army brat, but I but I, my dad wasn't in the army. He was, worked for the uh, uh, DOT, federal DOT. So we went from Chicago to Virginia to Georgia to California to Pennsylvania, and then I moved down to Florida on my own accord about 16 years ago. <laughs> Fell in love with Sarasota, Florida, and I'll be here the rest of my life. So. It's a great town. Yeah, well, at, at least in growing up, you you had the opportunity to get to see and learn about different places in the country. So many young folks don't ever have that opportunity, and it, it's it's quite an education within itself just to be uh, see the the different places and the different ways people do things. Oh, absolutely, and, and you. I see people who get into their own bubble because, you know, you're just used to it. In fact, uh, interesting, we were on the Jay Leno show one time because my last name is Biter and my uh, wife's maiden name was uh, Annis. So uh, we were at a <laughs> Biter-Annis wedding, and uh, we met a couple while we were there getting ready to, to walk out on the stage. And it was their first time they'd ever been on an airplane, uh, and they were in their late 30s so it just it blew my mind you know how can uh, this couple from uh i think they're nebraska had never been on an airplane and never really left their hometown so um, yeah yeah people are different all over things are done differently all over it's, it's really neat to see oh yeah and 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 even today that's still very common you know a lot of people in in my hometown uh never been on an airplane many i've never been probably more than Fifty or hundred miles from home, so it's it's uh, it's really interesting how that works, and and it does have some impact on people's. Um, I'll use the word savvy, I guess, um, even related to what we're talking about today, because for sure you know, they they've not had those experiences, and you grow up in communities like that, you you almost kind of have this inherent trust in everybody uh, that sometimes yep. is warranted and sometimes it isn't warranted. So having people <laughs> who are out there. Like you guys, or and, and by the way, we're getting ready to go to break again, so we'll, we'll pick up on this when we come back um, in a couple sure. of minutes. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? 
All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for Quickstakes today. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So we're back with our last segment today, and I really appreciate uh, appreciate you being with me, Jesse, and, and looking forward to uh, meeting your folks. I don't think you're going to make it to the conference next week, but some of your folks are going to be up here. And, Correct. Uh, yeah, we're sending, uh, sending a few of them up. Right. Yeah. So we're we're eager to to meet them and and for our conference goers to be able to to talk to them and learn about what you guys are doing and and hopefully you'll pick up some leads there with people that you may want to work with. So that that'll be good too. Absolutely. Well, we're all on the same team. You know, we just want to educate and 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 provide more business to surveyors by having more surveys done and keeping buyers safe. Yeah, and I think I mentioned this in the early part of the conversation. Uh, surveyors actually appreciate that kind of attitude because so often we we get the exact opposite of that. You know, all you guys do is slow down the process. We don't like you. Don't ever come to talk to us again. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to have people who really do uh, understand the importance of of what surveyors do and how how it's helpful to everyone really in a in a land transaction. Uh, well, it's the difference between not just, using a. I was gonna say difference between using an Uber and a cab. You know, the cabs just had those rude attitudes, get in, get out, and then when Uber comes along, everything's easy, transparent. You, you see where everyone's at in the process, and it just makes it easy. And when you make it easy, you get more people doing it. So that's the idea. So your your slogan, I guess, should be the the Uber of land development, or or something like that. <laughs> Oh, maybe, maybe, or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe Uber's slogan should be "We're the prop logics of transportation." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's still the uh, the gorilla in the room though. They've got us. Oh yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. For a little bit, we're we're, we're nipping at their heels. Now, Interestingly uh, enough, I've never used Uber. I, um, I guess I will at some point in time, but typically wherever I go, I have transportation waiting, so it, I haven't had an opportunity to use it. Uh, it's it's actually the right philosophy to use in this conversation because before Uber, I, I couldn't tell you last time I took a cab, 
and and I would either, you know, we'd have to figure out who's going to be the DD tonight, or we wouldn't go out, or we would walk, or we'd have to, you know, find some other way. And uh, and now with Uber, you know, you just don't ever have to worry about knowing you have a, a safe ride home and, and a very easy, transparent way. So it's easy. You get on the app, and you hit a button, and you see your driver and where they're at in the process, and here they're picking you up, and then... When you're done, you get your receipt, and that's how we build our system with that same mentality where, you know, from a surveyor's point of view, you get all the information up front, so you're not wasting time as a surveyor trying to track down who's the buyer of the property and when can I get theirs or this or that or, you know, that sort of thing. We send you the, you know, the, the location, everything you need to know. If there are any questions, you can type it in and hit a button so you're not chasing it all around. And uh, and then when you're done, uh, you upload everything right into our system, and all the right pieces go to the right places. So the the underwriter and the uh, lender and the buyer and the title agent, everyone gets what they need. The invoices get taken care of uh, automatically. So we've, we're really streamlining the process so that, it's easy and more people do it. And like you said, there used to be, you know, there used to, hey, you guys slow up the process and we don't want to use survey. And that's the idea. If we can make it easy, then more people will do it. So I know that this, looking at surveying services, obviously is not the only thing that PropLogix does. Um, and I assume that your, your strategy is that you use this same kind of mentality in terms of the services you provide, regardless of which which sector they're in, that I assume that's true. Just about, just about. We the, we do uh, a lot of services in house. Uh, in fact, this is the first service that we're partnering with surveyors to actually do. Everything else we're able to do remotely, but because we're our headquarters is in Sarasota, Florida, and we get orders for surveys nationwide, we can't send a crew somewhere so we figured the best way to be able to provide the service is to partner with highly qualified reputable licensed insured surveyors nationwide that we can push this business to and really we're the technology piece but at the end of the day uh, when a title agent has to do their job there's a lot of boxes to check and they have to call this company for that box and this other company for the next box. Our goal is to have all the boxes in one place so they can check, 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 hit the submit button and everything automatically goes out to where it needs to go and the title agent can go on to the next job. So um, again, if we make it easy, more people will do it. Have you run into the situation yet, and I'm only going to have to assume that you probably have, but oftentimes surveyors have a specific geographic area in which they focus. Oftentimes it's a fairly small geographic area, particularly if they're small companies or sole practitioners and that kind of thing. Um, so that that being the case, that would tend to mean that you probably are looking for more surveyors in, in a given area than you might have anticipated earlier. There's There aren't these big mega companies that are covering broad areas. Um, some of those do exist, but for the most part, surveyors are are fairly well localized. I assume you're you're seeing that as you're doing your research. Correct. Yeah, and the ones I mean, we've reached out to many hundreds of surveyors, and and we've you know, there's ones that have come into our system that you know we we didn't feel like we could communicate well with, and they haven't worked. But for the most part, the vast majority, uh, we have great relationships with uh, because they they appreciate the process. They understand that it's it's all in one place. It's online. There are some Folks in the surveying business still flip phones, so 
you know, they can't communicate as easy using our, our app and, and everything as, as one might hope. So, uh, but yeah, uh, we want as many surveyors in the system as possible and we want them, you know, at, at the end of the day, we want to be able to present, uh, yeah, I kind of picture the Verizon map of where all their coverage is. We want to be able to present the Verizon map of survey coverage. So when you order a survey anywhere in the country, we'll have somebody there to do the work that's familiar with our system, which is actually very easy to use, and they'll knock it out and get it right back to us in the time frame that they promise, and and it's part of the transaction, and everybody's happy. Yeah, and I can also see how that timing um, would lend itself toward more practitioners involved with you because um, you may you may have somebody that's in a particular area, but they aren't available at this particular time because they've got some other big deal going on or something. So I can see where you would want to have as many connections as you can uh, in any place, not just in in highly metropolitan areas, but probably anywhere in the country because you need options. I think you do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We definitely need options. And we want to have backup plans if, if somebody, if something comes up. I mean, it's it's life, so things happen. And, and we just want to be the most reliable, easy-to-use system. In fact, uh, one of the things that we've done to uh, stick with our philosophy of being easy to use is, you know, we know that title agents don't use our software exclusively. They use systems that run their business. And there are companies out there like ResPro and Soft. Um, uh, or Lantech and Closer's Choice and things like that that these title agents use. And so we're, we're integrating with all of them. We've already integrated with, with most of them at this point so that even as they're using their own system, they can click those same checkboxes and order the survey and order everything they need. Again, it's just all about making it easy for the title agent because if it's easy for the title agent, then they'll recommend it more and more surveys will get done. Yeah, that, well, that's a great strategy. Um, instead of coming in and say we're who we are and this is what we use, you adapt to to what what they use and what they need. That makes perfect sense. That's that's a that's an excellent strategy. Yeah, and I'm uh, sure. but we're having fun with it. We're learning a lot. We're meeting great people. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's like you said. Everyone has been in this business. It seems like for quite a while and and they love what they do they're generally everyone we talk to is very good at it and and so we've made a lot of great relationships with people and it makes our job more fun when we can meet people and and i i know uh our group is excited to get up to the conference uh next week i believe and 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 get to meet everyone face to face so yeah that's one thing you i'm sure you already know and you'll you'll learn as you go along that uh, professional surveyors are extremely dedicated to what they do and and to serving their clients well, and um, almost to a fault sometimes. Uh, the old joke is, um, what does a surveyor tell you they're going to do with the millions of dollars they just won in the lottery? And they'll say, <laughs> I'm going to keep surveying until the money runs out. Um, <laughs> because the, the, of the dedication to the work. Um, that's, that's one characteristic that I've always been proud of uh, with my fellow uh, surveyors across the country is that that customer service attitude that 99% of the of the people have and, and that's not to say that there's no profit motive, motive everybody has a profit motive because you have to live but just that idea that you know we're here to protect the public we get licensed for that very purpose and so there is a strong dedication to doing that and and uh, as I said I'm sure you've already seen that and you'll see it even more as you go forward is that 
surveyors are always willing to to do what they need to do, go the extra mile to make sure they they help you get what you want. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's true uh, in just about every case we've seen. Everyone is is a professional. Uh, they're very proud of their job, and that's why again we want licensed surveyors doing the work. We we haven't seen it in the case where somebody, you know, ground crew is not licensed or doesn't have a licensed surveyor with them is just trying to, you know, you know get a job. And we really want people who are passionate about it and, and care to help us with our mission to, to do make surveys a standard in every state, uh, a common practice in every state, as they should be, as they should be. Yeah, that that's absolutely true. And and so you, you actually are have a, have an opportunity and already have created a system that, from my view of it, is uniform and works wherever you go. And I think that probably makes it easier. Uh, you're not having to adapt to to uh, a different strategy each time. Maybe the process of getting the work done that that the person you're dealing with has to go through might be a little bit different, but the end result is going to be the same um, and and helpful to the people you're trying to serve. So that's. I applaud you and the company for taking the approach that you are and wish you the best of luck in, in that and finding all those surveyors out there. And hopefully a lot of them are listening to the show today or will be through the archives sometime soon uh, because this is, is an important thing, and I think it's something surveyors uh, will want to be a part of. Yeah, well, I appreciate you having us on today, and 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 you know, like I mentioned to you before, anything we can do to help you with your mission, we're we're more than happy to because it's uh, you know I think what you provide is a valuable service, and and um, and, and you know we're excited to be part of what you're doing. Yeah, and as you said, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting your folks when they when they come up next week. It's still hard to believe it's it's next week already. It's, those things slip up on you too quickly. <laughs> But yeah, now, will they yeah, be coming sure. from where you are? They'll be coming there in Florida. They will. Be, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We try to keep everyone in the headquarters as much as possible, so we don't. We're not spread out. We have everyone here, right in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. Well, thanks again. It's we're thirty seconds out from from the end, and I really appreciate you being with me today and sharing this information about the company and what its goals are and uh, and what your mission is. So. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to continue to work together and, and that you can build that network you're looking for. Me too. Me too. Certainly my pleasure. Thank you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.